you know, I just think about technology. I just think the iPhone gets an update every single year. A new model comes out every year. All the hardware, there's there's new technology and new TVs and cell phones and computers. Software gets updated. There's always a new update. They they remove all the bad patches and they bring in all the good stuff and all the new features. And my my question is, are we growing? Are we getting an update every year? Is is God are we allowing God to reach into our lives and to prune us from everything that is you know, hindering us from our calling and to add into us uh, what is good. And what is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Beyond the Surface. My name is Ryan, and here with my friend Ezer, we have meaningful, God-centered conversations about topics that we feel are most relevant for students and young adults today. In today's episode, Ezer and I discuss the importance of becoming mature in Christ and why it's important for us to constantly grow in our relationship with Jesus. We hope that you enjoy the episode today, and we hope that you're encouraged by it. If you are, we would love it for you to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. We would also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend. But now, without further ado, let's hop on into the conversation. So for this episode, the the scripture that I really want to focus in on is Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. He, speaking of Jesus, is the one we, we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Again, that's Colossians 1 verse 28. And this is actually a really foundational passage of scripture that has actually, you know, really helped with our church and with our lead pastors and a lot of the ministries that we do. It really all comes from this one passage. I think maturity is something that as believers, we should all be pursuing. We should all be making sure that we're growing and getting better and that we are becoming better versions of ourselves and ultimately pressing into the life which God has called us to. So Ryan, so um, let's first uh, take a minute to define maturity. So how would you define maturity in an emotional sense or in a physical sense and even in a spiritual sense? What does maturity look like for you? I mean, I think so maturity is like a hard topic to define or a hard thing to define like in a broad spectrum, just because I think that maturity really comes down to like individual situations and kind of the biggest form of maturity is when you embrace and you learn and you accept and you know that you still have maturing and you still have growth that you can do, right? I think we we reach maturity when we become a leader and I think that we can't like be our best leader or we can't be the best leader that we can be until we kind of lay ourselves down and say, I can't be a good leader until I'm a good follower. Um, and I think that being mature is just realizing that, realizing that in, in a spiritual sense, you know, we have, you know, somebody that we're following and we're pursuing after and we want to try and be like them. And so uh, when, when we can really put ourselves in that in those shoes and say, you know what, I'm I'm trying to follow Jesus and that's really the most important thing. And I've got steps that I can take each and every day to be better. That's kind of like when we um become mature in Christ, when we fully embrace that, that uh kind of what we've talked about, the, you know, top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. There's always growing to be done. Uh and I think that that idea can kind of be applied to, you know, just life in, in general. You, you know, you're not really uh, mature in your career until you realize, okay, there's always things that I can do to be better. How do I do that? How do I learn from my past mistakes without, you know, getting bogged down by them or, um, you know, letting them uh, really influence how, um, you know, I'm performing at work, et cetera. Uh, I, I think that's kind of my best definition of maturity. Yeah, I remember we talked about this in our leadership episodes, but 
it is impossible to be a good leader without first learning how to be a good follower. So maturity comes with even as you rise in leadership and even as you get better and you grow, you're still always following. You're still always pushing yourself uh, to learn um, at least how I would define maturity um, more in the emotional sense and the self-awareness is just understanding yourself. You're aware of your strengths and your weaknesses. You're you're confident in your ability to receive feedback and you're not insecure whenever someone coaches you and tells you how to get better. And again, just your overall awareness is is, is greatly correlated with your maturity. It all contributes uh, to who you are and who you're becoming. I think um, I think a big thing in an emotional and spiritual sense is contentment. You know, Paul describes how he has learned to become content in all situations. And just being content in who God made you to be and not striving to be like someone else, not trying to chase after someone else's life, um, that requires maturity. You know, maturity, it's keeping your eyes on Jesus and not on the things of this world, not just on riches and pleasures and so-and-so has the latest this, so I need to go after that. Again, this requires maturity just to be content, to be all right with where you are at and just allowing God just to work in you. Maturity means you're being disciplined in walking with the Lord, fellowshipping with his people. It strives not for perfection and works, but for growth and authenticity. Maturity, it doesn't fall back into sin patterns, but it brings confession and bringing it out into the light. You know, that maturity, this is what maturity actually is. Definitely. I really like, you know, kind of what you said just about uh, being disciplined. I think discipline is a good sign of maturity. I also think something that, you know, we've talked about in our church small group that we're both a part of is is steadiness, right? You know, not getting too high and not getting too low when we've got lots of different things coming at us. Um, you know, we did a whole episode on kind of the roller coaster Christian life. I think being able to remain steady because we're being disciplined and spending time with God and we're giving him praise on the highs and then we're we're really seeking him for guidance and for wisdom when we're in those lows. I think uh, learning to stay steady is a really good sign of maturity as well. Absolutely. And life is crazy. Like sometimes things come at you and you just aren't ready for it. You aren't prepared. And sometimes family situations arise and things happen. And I get that. I get that life is crazy. But the question is, are you going to be crazy? Like, what is your response to that? What are you going to do when life comes at you? What are you going to do when the world shuts down? What are you going to do when your job lets you go? Are you going to freak out and are you going to strive back or are you going to slide back into who you used to be? Or are you going to say, hey, I know who I am and you're going to be calm. You're not going to make a permanent decision based on a temporary feeling and you're just going to to trust in Jesus. That requires maturity. So what does immaturity look like then today? Um, what are some things that that might be accepted in today's culture that would be immature in the eyes of the Lord? Yeah, no. The first thing that comes to my mind are those labels that are on TV and music and movies um, that say mature content warning, which is obviously a reference to sexual content, which has just exploded in the past few years. Um, and what's funny is that somehow that is considered mature. But according to scripture, that is immature. Like if you read in, in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, like sexual immorality is the most immature you could possibly get. And yet it's glorified in today's world. You know, other things such as being deceitful and crafty and figuring out loopholes. You know, the world might see that as, oh, you're really mature because you've you know, figured out how to con the system. Uh, as opposed to being honest and having integrity. Again, being crafty and deceitful, this is immature in God's eyes. 
you know, working and building a career purely out of greed and purely just in it for the money as opposed to, you know, chasing and pursuing a greater calling. That That is immature in God's eyes. You're just doing it for the temporary and you're just storing up treasures on earth and you're not thinking things through with an eternal perspective. It's a low level of thinking. And then finally, this is a this is a difficult topic, but financial stewardship, you know, it, it's actually the most uh, one of the most prominent topics throughout scripture. You know, the world tells us to feel entitled to other people's tax dollars and to leverage a debt to our advantage, whereas God teaches us uh, that you know, the borrower is a slave to the lender. God teaches us that steward, that he's everything that that in this world, all the riches belongs to him and we are stewarding his property. Um, and ultimately, he wants us uh, to be responsible in our spending and in our our budget. Finances are finances are a hard one, especially for somebody like me. Like I'm looking at taking out, you know, a significant amount of loan money, and I I get this is a little bit different, but you know, a significant amount of loan money to get through school the next few years. Um, so yeah, finances that's a really good spot where uh, the believer and and not just the believer, but like the strong Christian. Like I I feel like it shouldn't necessarily be that way, but. Um, you know, tithing and and being on and beyond tithing, being honoring to God with our our financial decisions. Um, you know, we don't always think about those things. We don't always put those things first. Um, going back to kind of sexual immorality, I don't want to you know dive super far deep into like the content world. I, I want to talk about relationships a little bit. Yeah, you know, just how the relationship game has changed. And I I don't necessarily want to say that society says it's okay to use people, but I think what modern day dating and like cohabitation and things like that has turned into has just been using people. And obviously, I think that that's that's wrong. And that's super immature. And we as a society may not say like, oh, you know, they're in a long term relationship, but like he's using her like we may not look at it and say that. But like, in reality, if you don't go into that um, relationship with like a godly purpose of, you know, I want to get married to her and like, I want to serve her. Um, you as a man are, are using her, you know, for whatever, maybe it's emotional support, maybe it's physical pleasure, maybe it's status, like whatever it is, like we've gone so far off the deep end. And that's like a generous example, like hookup culture. And like I said, cohabitation and all those things have just become normal in our society. And like, that's never how God planned it. That's never how God saw it. And, and yeah, like a, it really comes down to the fact that we're using, the other person, you know, maybe our intentions were good at first, or, you know, maybe um, we don't necessarily think about like, oh, yeah, I'm using this person right now. But ultimately, like, that is what we're doing. And we're, we're, um, you know, probably going to wind up hurting that person. And so I think that that's, that's an area that's just widely accepted that, you know, God is really brokenhearted about. Absolutely. I've been reading this book called Single Insecure by Rich Wilkerson Jr. And I've just been I've just been kind of realizing how much we, you know, even subconsciously in myself, but also just in in our world, we put our identity and we put all of our hope and trust in the hope of finding another person and the hope of finding another spouse and another person to complete us. And that is honestly immature because you cannot possibly expect another person to complete you when God is the one who made you. They did not make you. They don't know everything about you. Uh, you can't put all of your your trust and all of your um, faith in another person. You can't make them your God. That's not the way it's supposed to be. The other person is meant to compliment you. They are meant to to reaffirm who you already are. They're not meant to 
complete you. And they, there's no way they possibly could. That's too much responsibility you could ever place on another person. And there's no way you could possibly do that for someone else. Again, that's there's just too much in that. And it is an immature way of thinking. It's a low-level way of thinking. The way God designed it is that he would be in the center of a relationship and that he would bring you two together and that, you know, the man would love his wife as Christ loves the church. You know, that this is the way God had designed it to be that it, it would be a, a three, a three way cord here. Yeah, definitely. And it's super hard. Like that's not, you know, the common message in our society today. And that's not what's pushed. But truly, that's what I believe is that, you know, God designed marriage to be you know, a sacred thing. And we've just gotten so far away from it. And, you know, it's sad. I, I really, yeah, that's something that breaks my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can talk a lot about this, but I just want to know, why is it that you think that God has called us to maturity? Again, both in a, in a physical and emotional sense, and just, you know, us as individuals, but also in a spiritual sense. And what are just some things that like we are to grow out of? You know, what are things that you have grown out of? And what are things we should be growing into? Well, I think, you know, God calls us to be mature because we're called to be leaders in the world, right? Like we want to lead people to him. We want to live good lives, um, quiet lives, you know, so that we can lead others to Christ, so that we can serve others, so that we can, you know, do Christ's work, um, be his hands and feet. And so I think that's why it's important that we're mature in Christ. Um, Some of the things that we need to grow out of is, you know, victim mentality. I think that's a big one. We can so often get caught up with saying things like, you know, why me? Why didn't I get in? Why didn't I get the raise? Why didn't I get the promotion? Um, you know, why did they get the new car, et cetera? And ultimately, like, that doesn't help us. That doesn't, you know, put us in a position of, you know, power or strength. You know, we, we have to do better at saying, okay, you know what? Yeah, it is frustrating that I didn't get that promotion. But God, like, you've got me right where you want me. Show me what you want me to do. Or you know, maybe that's the sign that I need to switch careers or I need to look for a new job. You know, God, lead me in those steps, you know, open the right door for me. Those are some of the things that we need to grow out of is kind of that mindset. And then I think we need to grow into adopting a mindset of, of you know, how we're children of God. And we'll get into this a little bit more. But I think that that also signifies, you know, becoming a, a mature Christian is really placing your identity in being a child of God. And I think that that's something that you really need to grow into and embrace and learn to let that define who you are. Totally, totally. You know, I just think about technology. I just think the iPhone gets an update every single year. A new model comes out every year. All the hardware, there's there's new technology and new TVs and cell phones and computers software gets updated there's always a new update they they remove all the bad patches and they bring in all the good stuff and all the new features and my my question is are we growing are we getting an update every year is is god are we allowing god to reach into our lives and to prune us from everything that is you know hindering us from our calling and to add into us uh what is good and what is what is good for our lives and what's ultimately going to bring forth maturity you know again like as believers we're called to live different lives we're not supposed to look like the world. Our behavior, our vocabulary, and our lifestyle should be sharply in contrast with the world. We should look like freaks to them. And not, be careful with that. You know, we sh- we are supposed to look differently. And people should be looking at us be like, wow, something is, is vastly different with uh, these people and with, with that guy and with that girl and how they live their lives and how content and how mature they are and how secure they are in their, their identity. 
again, we're called uh, to live this way so that we can be a light. We're called to mature so that we can help others um, and help them mature. Uh, again, this is, you know, both in a spiritual sense, you know, both in our advancement and our growth uh, spiritually and just our knowledge of God and his promises, but also just like in an emotional sense, in a physical sense too, like, you know, like start learning to be content with what you have or start learning financial stewardship, start learning how to operate as an adult and don't always be relying on your parents with this and that, you know, like you said, get out of the victim mentality and start doing something with your life. I'm, I'm trying not to come hard, but I just feel like maturity is something uh, that our generation really lacks. And I think God has has totally called us to it. And again, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not talking about salvation here. The work is finished, the end is written. You know, the moment we become saved, we are a new creation, the old is gone, and the new has come. In that right there, the old has gone, the new has come. Why would we go back to our old ways? Why would we put on the old man when we are to put on the new man here and now? So that's the thing. It's out of this salvation. It's out of our identity in Christ and being a child of God that we are to press forward into this new life that God has called us to. Why would we go back to our old ways? That's all really good. And I really liked how you said part of why we need to mature and why God's called us to be mature so that we can help others mature in Christ. And I think yeah, that's super good. Not only should we be leaders to the outside world, but we should be leaders for other believers as well. Um, you know, there's always going to be people that can learn from us. There's always people that we can learn from. And so I think that, yeah, we need to be mature and we need to have a good head on our shoulders and we need to come from a good, humble heart posture so that we can truly help others, you know, just from the intention of helping others and, and doing so for God and for his kingdom and for his glory. So I want to uh, kind of wrap up this episode with just some practical stuff, some just a few little tidbits here. Again, I don't want to like come after some people. This is meant to be encouraging um, and challenging, but just a few practical steps we can take this week just to put off our old ways and direct our lives toward maturity. So I don't know, just give us a few things, uh, whether it be a spiritual thing or whether it just be a, a, a practical real life thing. Well, I like what you said about, you know, maybe it's time to start learning financial literacy. That's something that like I've taken a little bit more seriously over the past few years. And it's something that's super important. So, you know, maybe you need to take some time to to pay yourself first or start saving some money. Or maybe you need to create a budget or maybe you just need to start learning about it. You know, maybe you're not making a whole lot of money. You're a student or you're you're younger or, you know, you're just not making a ton of money right now or you have no clue where to even start. So then, you know, maybe just invest in yourself and and start learning a little bit about that. Uh, and then spiritually, I would say that it's the same thing. You need to invest in that. And so if you're not, you know, spending time with God, I would say that that's a good place to start. That's a practical place to start. Um, and then if you are, I would say, you know, what what is something that you can do to kind of rekindle that flame or something that you can do to take the next step? You know, do you need to break out the journal? Do you need to, uh, you know, replace music in your car with time and prayer? You know, there are all sorts of things that you can do to just kind of take that extra step to dive a little bit deeper and try to listen for God and the areas that you need to to work in. Um, and I think that, you know, that's kind of the first step to maturity is saying, you know, where are some of these areas that I need to work in? Where can I get better? Um, and so that's kind of that's what I would say. Absolutely. All that is so good. I know, like for me personally, because, you know, none of us are perfect and I'll admit there are many areas I need to mature um, just something small, but honestly, it's not so small. Um, I need to discipline myself just to go to bed earlier. I know this is something you're really good at. 
Um, but I want to I want to start going to bed earlier and I want to actually um, start getting the sleep that I need for my work and just for my life and ultimately waking up and not feeling like I'm exhausted and having a good sleep. And ultimately, again, nothing good happens at night. You know, I'm always wasting time watching YouTube and just doing dumb stuff that, again, is just immature and things that aren't going to help me. For someone else, yeah, again, maybe maybe you need to start creating a financial budget and just adhering to it. I think what you mentioned was was so important because we want to reach our goals in life and also and even our financial ones as well. Maybe this year, you know, again, I'm just throwing out ideas, but maybe like it's time to cancel your Netflix subscription this next year and just, you know, start reading more and start learning more and spending more time with the Lord or spending more time with your family. Maybe you've kind of put your family on a back burner and you want to start bringing them into your life again. Maybe you need to dedicate more time for fitness or cooking or I don't know what it is. I'll talk about this in a future episode, but I know at the beginning of 2021, I was taking some inventory in my life and I made the permanent decision to to literally leave the world of social media. We talked about this a lot in our previous episodes. We Ryan and I have some some spicy opinions on social media and by no means do I think it is bad and I don't expect everyone to do that. But for me, I realize that if I wanted to mature and I want to grow and I want to be the best version of myself, there's something that needs to go and that's social media. Uh, and that was I was very double minded about that decision. And I was, you know, I was just like thinking like, man, am I I'm gonna be like the only person in the world without social media. And then I was like, huh, I kind of want to do that. Because, you know, it kind of feels rebellious, almost it feels countercultural. So I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on Facebook anymore. You can't find me. I think I'm on LinkedIn. But that's like, basically it. Yeah, that's that's something again, I don't believe um, everyone has to do that. But it was something that I felt called and convicted to. And that's what I want to encourage everyone is whatever God is calling and convicting you to leave, you know, take inventory in your life and determine what's got to go. And then also determine what needs to come in. If you need to surround yourself with a new group of friends, you know, start looking for those type of people, start messaging them, be the initiator being like, hey, I want to take you out for coffee or something, be the initiator. Uh, If you want to start, I don't know, just start a new Bible reading plan, like go for it. There's a million on the Bible app and elsewhere. The social media thing. Yeah, that's you're you're 100% spot on. That's funny. I haven't totally left social media, but I know when I don't keep it on my phone, I definitely just I'm more productive. I feel in a better mental state. You know, how easy is it to just get scrolling on reels or I don't use TikTok, but I'm sure, you know, plenty of people do and and know what I'm talking about when I say you can just endlessly scroll. But I think that's mature of you for just realizing that, like, it's just not productive for you and Having the temptation there is just not good. So why why deal with it? I think Absolutely. that's good. And I commend you for that because it's it's not easy. Like I said, I, I haven't completely left. I'm kind of one foot in, one foot out. I use it on desktop occasionally or like we'll download it on a weekend when I, you know, know I don't have a whole lot going on. But And again, um, I don't I'm not saying it's bad and I'm I'm not saying that everyone has to and you know, it's it was just something for me. Yeah, and and again, I think that's cool. But regardless of of where Ezra and I are at, regardless of, you know, what you're you're going through in life, like there's steps that we can all take to to mature and to walk out uh, a better life with Christ. And so ultimately, like, that's all we want you to do is just kind of look and say, what can I do to, you know, be closer to Christ, to be more like him, to be a better follower so that I can be a good leader. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Have a great week as you go and love God and love people. We will see you back here next Tuesday.